Cape Talk. A world view from London with Adam Gilchrist. It's 14 minutes to 8 o'clock. Good morning, Adam Gilchrist. Hope you've been well. Oh, yes. I, and I watched two amazing rugby matches at the weekend, neither of which involved England. But uh, uh, do England have a prayer against your lot? They were, you were awesome. I mean, as were France, but you know, equally awesome. But somebody had to win. I don't think England have got a chance, have they? I, I must admit, I'm feeling equally buoyant ahead of the Rugby yes, World Cup I'm sure. semi-final, but quite disappointing for the England cricket team in the Cricket World Cup losing to oh. Afghanistan. <laughs> yeah, that was that was not great, uh, I have to say. Yeah, it was a bit of a mixed uh, day, shall we say, yesterday. But uh, England winning the rugby, but losing the cricket. But uh, do you know what? You, sometimes you have to enjoy the sport for what it is, and... Afghanistan were probably due a victory over England at some stage. And if you remember the last World Cup, when not the T20, but the other one, uh, England won it, having lost three group games, uh, including a couple of bad ones. I think they got well buried by Sri Lanka in one match. So you can't write a team off after, I mean, Australia have, have lost uh, two group games as well. But are we writing them off? Yeah. Perhaps not. Well, it was, it was two wonderful hours of simply escaping from the world and all the very big problems that we face in the world. But mm. we, we back to reality this morning and we start with a very uh, real concern, the United Nations concern over Gaza as Israel is building up to what looks like a ground attack. Yeah, we, it looks like we're on that countdown, maybe not hours to go, maybe it's still a few days, but Israel advised a million people to leave northern Gaza. The United Nations reckons half a million certainly have done that and headed south. Uh, foreign nationals are also trying to not just get out of Israel, but get out of Gaza specifically, and I think the border crossing is due to open in about 10 minutes. So that will help, but also more importantly, perhaps help humanitarian aid in, because the United Nations has talked about 70% of people in Gaza being deprived of health services, food, water, medicine, shelter. They're all in short supply. Medicine Sans Frontieres also says evacuating the hospitals has become almost impossible. Given this very narrow window for the, the humanitarian corridor to go south, um, there are a lot of people also in you know intensive care who cannot be moved. So quite what scene happens. And meanwhile, Anthony Blinken is doing, I mean, I guess you've been doing it for the past week. He's doing a diplomatic whirl at the moment, America's senior diplomat, and absolutely trying to get other countries on side to say, you know, Israel, go steady, do it within the law, but let's not stir up an entire Middle East conflict. And still there's that feeling, isn't there, that there's a blue touch paper there. And then there is this nexus between sport and the real issue of organized violence i i i learned during the build-up to um the springbok france game when there was a moment of silence in the stadium a terror alert in france following the fatal stabbing of a teacher in their country yes a teacher stabbed and two others seriously wounded as well it does appear that sometimes it does that seems to be the sort of almost front line if you like in france uh, because after all they have things like a ban on burqas in schools and uh, and other religious symbols and it does seem to be where it starts witnesses say that this guy with a knife shouted alu akbar god is greatest and then attacked at a school in arras in northern france this man is now in custody but over the weekend for instance seven thousand soldiers were mobilized for increased uh, security patrols though i have to say that french soldiers often do look like french police and vice versa they 
can be quite heavily armed. Uh, the Louvre Museum was closed for a bit because of security scares. The Palace of Versailles was evacuated. There was a hoax bomb threat. So there's the weird juxtaposition, all that nervousness, because they are now officially at an attack emergency level in France with the juxtaposition of the joie de vivre of hosting the Rugby World Cup. It's um, it's mm. weird, isn't it? It's very weird. I've experienced that being on holiday in Paris, but also being there during a terror alert. You're expected to have a cup of uh, coffee and a croissant on a sidewalk, and all of a sudden there's a phalanx of armed military guard coming past. Mm. But let's move to South America. And a body of water that's supposed to have the largest single discharge of water in the world, but there's a drought in the Amazon. It's amazing scenes yes. of a dried up Brazil. I was looking at some pictures over the weekend, and you're right, they are amazing pictures, extraordinary. If you think wide, wide river basins where rivers come together, the Amazon's feeding off into other rivers, etc. And those wide basins are now thin trickles with mud banks, boats left high and dry in some cases. So they've declared a state of emergency in Manaus and 20 other towns and cities in the heart of the Amazon. The Brazilian government puts it down to, well, partly climate change. We knew that was coming, but also the El Nino weather phenomenon. Didn't we all talk about El Nino for a while in our lives? 20-odd years ago. Well, it has, they say, drastically reduced rainfalls. So it's not just about, oh, my word, the rivers are a bit dry. This is about indigenous fishing communities who no longer have fish to fish because they're all dying the fish through a lack of oxygen in the water. Um, many millions dead in small pools. Other wildlife has been hit as well because there's not enough water. Uh, the basic movement of people and the supply of food by boat, absolutely vital in the Amazon, that's dried up. Food, fresh water, medicine, therefore, are not being transported around. And tens of thousands of people are also affected, people who would normally hop in a boat and go a few miles up the road, whatever. Strange, isn't it, though, to think the Amazon needs water uh, but again, it is, they say, partly man-made. Adam Gilchrist, on that note, I look forward to chatting to you tomorrow for The Worldview. Stay well, sir, and I'll chat to you then.